Okay, guys, this is a new podcast called Covenant of Minds, and I'm Trevor. I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. And uh, first we're going to introduce ourselves. Oh, besides the names that we just introduced ourselves with, uh, you guys might know my voice from the former podcast previously known as MTG Radio. Uh, we kind of... The artist formerly You're known like as Prince. Prince. <laughs> yes, the artist like formerly Prince. known as Prince. I'm like fucking Prince. Except now my name is Trevor, but it's spelled with the Batman symbol. That's okay. a cool name. Anyway. Instead of an O. Yeah. Um... That's me. That's where my that's where my voice is from. And Andrew, where have they may or may not have heard your voice from? Uh, I was recently on Avant Card, and I think I might be on there some more. I'm not entirely sure. I used to be really active on Twitter, uh, Andrew underscore Holder, but I just got bored. You guys got boring on there, so <laughs> that's right. That's why MTG Radio doesn't tweet much anymore. Yeah. Um, Other than the fact that they don't exist. And uh, that's about it. I'm not really. Someone you know or you've heard you've heard about, so you've never heard <laughs> me before ever. I've been on MTG radio once or twice, and then little snippets of my voice, yeah. the nuggets of gold that I participated. And by gold, I mean utter crap. Um, but yeah, we're probably gonna do this like once a week. We're li- like literally, we're just a bu- we're three college age students because college age people, because not all of us are students <laughs> who. Just sit at like we've always talked about it. We just sit at at Trevor's kitchen table every weekend, and we're like, man, we should record ourselves talking about magic because sometimes we say pretty cool things or sometimes exciting things, and uh, we just we just decided now we're going to turn on the computer and talk. Yeah, so. we we tried to do it like five minutes ago while we were playing a game of EDH, but that did not work out well. Yeah, at it was all. either that focus dev- on the game or focus on what you're yeah, saying. It devolves into five minutes of awkward <laughs> silence, yeah. two minutes of talking about something, and five more minutes of awkward silence. Yeah, so... Lots uh, of card shuffling. Would that's, um... I think we're gonna go around and say what our favorite cards were. That looks like, I don't know, I feel like that's... If, you, if you're if you playing Magic with someone you've ever played and you go, Hey, what's your favorite card? And they lead off with something like Necropotence, you know who they are. Or if they say something like, they really like Wild Pair, or something crazy like that. Then you doubling get, season. Doubling season. You get an idea of who they are as a player. So, I think Pat's gonna go first. Oh, my, my favorite... Uh, creature any in, card. Any oh, card. my favorite card in Magic is a creature card, Uncle Istvan, because he prevents prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to him, which is amazing. It, okay, I, I always thought that was funny, but the the real reason why I like him the most is because of the art on on the front. I used to have a big... the art in the back. Yeah, I like, I like the back of the magic card. You know, the, there's that pentagram looking thing, and that well, that's a really amazing, and how they thought of that is cool. But, I'm a deck master, yeah, but he's got like this amazing grizzly beard and this bloody axe, which is awesome. And, and I used to try to grow out my beard like that. I I looked like Jesus, and I'm not I'm not like trying to be, I don't know, uh, sacrilegious, yeah, sacrilegious yeah. or anything. I just people will call me Jesus. For God, two I don't know or if three years, from like Uncle Esteban to bloody axes of beards to Jesus, <laughs> to Jesus. Right. So, uh, my I'm Trevor, and my favorite card, like, <laughs> fuck you, I hate you, Andrew. I'm Trevor, guys. I didn't say this earlier. I'm Trevor. <laughs> I've said my name three times so far in this podcast. Okay, um, 
Previously, I would probably answer this question with doubling season, but that's just not true. It was just because I couldn't answer the question. But my favorite card in Magic is Mere Servitor. I play EDH most of the time, or all the time, so I never have a deck to put my Mere Servitors in, because one of them is awful. But I, I still have this grand idea, and we need to do it, where all of us, like the three of us that are sitting at this table, all build Mere Servitor decks. Four Mere Servitors each, four Mere Servitors, four clones, four Saga Shamans, and we all go to Wednesday Night Magic, and... Play against a random stranger and don't tell them that all of our decks have mirror servitors. And, and don't laugh when, or don't even mention it. Like when all of us have mirror servitors out, don't say a word. No, just sit there. Yeah. And don't think it's weird or anything. And when when the person's like, uh, "What is? It? Are you guys all playing the same deck? No, no. What are you talking about?" But I just think I love the mirror as a tribe, and I think mirror servitor are so adorable because they reassemble each other. I was uh, looking at Car Clan Ironworks earlier, and it's two goblins throwing a here, servitor yeah. in into the, the fire. Poor, poor servitor. I uh, I would say my favorite card is Revel Art because it's so abusable. Like the most abusable card. I, okay, that's not the most, but <laughs> is it strictly better than other cards too? <laughs> it's yeah, no, it's not strictly better, but it's up there as far as cards that you can abuse. To no end, there are so many shenanigans. Like, if you just went on, like, Gatherer and searched for every creature with power 2 or less, you would get thousands of results. And sometimes, you know, you're going to get bad results. Like, you're going to get Elvish Warrior or yeah, something. Yeah, or uh, Chimney. Chimney, yeah. No, Chimney, that's a combo. If you have a sack outlet, you just abuse their hands. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll play Revel Arc with two Chimneyans out and sack them or the, to my sack outlet that I have. Or Rune Claw Bear. And the then you're going to put two cards in your hand on top, and then I'm going to sack Revel Arc. And bring back two of them and do it again. Four cards from your hand on top of your library. How much do those two names cost you? Five mana. <laughs> okay. And my red cost me five mana too. So black, white, no ramp. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> before, if you had asked me, I would have told you Necropotence. Like about like before the, before I played with Redlark for the first time, I would say my favorite card was Necropotence because I like to draw true. cards and the fact that there was if I had like. Vinger's Journal or <laughs> Reliquary Tower. Tower. Uh, I could just you were like painting the table. Like, what are I you talking like, about? The land. I was pointing out where I would put my lands at on the magic t- on the table. On the magic table. On the magic table. Then I can that just is like a kitchen table. I can pay a hundred life if I have a hundred life and <laughs> get my whole hand in my yeah. hold my hold my whole deck in my hand. Uh, I uh, I just like drawing cards. I like when things enter the battlefield and do things, and when I play lands. So. That's that. That sums up Andrew. When you yeah. made your planeswalker, you're your abilities were... Yeah, we made Planeswalkers for everybody at one point, and, like, my plus one was put a, put a land from your hand into play. My minus one was, like, draw... It was, it was Flicker. It, it was, was Flicker. flicker my minus one was Flicker, my team, and my uh, ultimate was all creatures you control have whatever it is the Hell Revelar does, <laughs> was the exact wording. And you get a totem with creatures you control have... A totem? A, yeah, or a totem. What is it? <laughs> An emblem. An emblem. I'm thinking of totem armor. You get totem armor. I get totem armor. <laughs> And, and whatever the hell Revel yeah. does. So if I leave the table for any reason, I Revel Arc. <laughs> if you get up and walk away, two midgets jump up in your chair and take your place. <laughs> that's how that's how awesome Andrew is. Yeah. Uh, that's that's about it. I don't I don't have really anything more to add about me as a player. I used to play competitively a lot. Like I would go to tournaments. I went to a tournament in Houston. I went to a few tournaments in Georgia. I lived in Pensacola. And there wasn't much as far as the ma- there was a magic scene at my school, but as far as a general like competitive scene, it wasn't really much going on there. 
So, so you had to go to Georgia to play basketball. I would, yeah, I would have to go to Georgia or even Texas for tournaments. I would come back home to Orlando. So, we're glad you settled here. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, it would make the situation kind of awkward because yeah. you wouldn't. I wouldn't be talking. Be, I wouldn't. You wouldn't, be, you wouldn't even know who I was. Yeah. This is another thing, real quick, about <laughs> about social networking. I never believed that term because there's no such like social networking to me doesn't exist. Until one day, I got a Twitter and I started following people I knew from Magic, and one of our friends, Kellen. Uh, me and him started following each other on Twitter, and I posted a, a tweet about how I wanted to play EDH more often. And he's like, "Oh, talk to the guys at MTG Radio. They go to Wednesday. They have a Wednesday night meetup. And if you if you just show up and say, hey, 'Hey, I'm this person from Twitter,' they'll play with you, <laughs> I guess." And when I originally said, "Hey, guys, I want to play EDH with you on Twitter," Trevor's the one who read it, and Trevor was like, "Uh, okay." okay. <laughs> All right, we'll see you there, man. It was one of the most awkward moments of my life when I get tweet at MTG Radio. Hey, where do you guys play Magic on Wednesdays? Yeah. Oh, oh man. So what ends up happening though is I show up and I'm there by myself for an hour, like nobody, and, and I'm trying to figure out where they're at. And they're like, oh, we'll be there in like ten minutes. And ten minutes, man, we'll be there an hour because we're gonna go to uh, Starbucks and then we're gonna meet up with Debbie and then we're gonna probably go back to go to Taco Bell. And then we're going to come to the meetup. And so... Well, that's because we didn't want to use gas at that point in time. So <laughs> that was a free ride. Yeah. So basically what happened was just like... I sat there and I almost walked out the door. And as I was getting ready to leave, they both walked in. The first game we ever played was eight people? Seven. Seven people? I think so. Seven no, people. No, it was more than No, seven. Because we, thir- we had 13. Seven. We had 13 yeah. people total. And Brian's like, I won't play 13 people. We can play, you know, set people, a game of seven people. It lasted three hours, and it was the worst experience of my life. And the first, the first, turn one, EDH, opening hand goes, uh, was it land, like Land, Soul Ring, Isochron, Counterspell? It was Land, yeah. Soul Ring, Lotus Petal, Isochron, Scepter, Counterspell. So he countered, like, no one was going to play in turn one. Like, and I was sitting to this guy's right, and I turn, and I'm like, I have to target you the entire... <laughs> His, his general is Zer, right? Zer the Enchanter. Yeah. And, but people, like, he's a, he plays with us now a lot. He's a really nice guy. He just doesn't have a, a definition. Casual to him is, like, playing with his Moxes and his Lotuses. So, but anyway, to continue on the social networking story, we did, after that point, I would kind of, like, we'd, I'd come on Wednesdays, and I eventually got Trevor's number, but I would have never met these guys if we were on Twitter, and now they're probably two of my best friends, if not my two, like, best friends. Yeah. So, yeah. it's really weird. Like, I've spent, I basically live here on the weekends now. I don't pay rent, which is awesome. I just buy dinner once. <laughs> I buy dinner once a weekend. We just, we just go to Walmart and Andrew buys yeah. his chicken nuggets. Yeah, and we're call it even. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of funny because that's actually how I met Avant Card too. Yeah, not through Twitter, but like I listened to one of their podcasts and they were talking about like, uh, oh, and meet up in Orlando or something. They mentioned Orlando, or mm-hmm. it was on the forums. And I was like, oh, Orlando. And this was the summer before I came up here. Mm-hmm. So I, I hopped on the forums. I'm like, oh, I'm coming up to Orlando. I'm Trevor from MTG Radio. And they're like, oh, it'd be cool. And then I showed up when I like. A couple weeks after I got here, it, it was I, I, I feel your pain. I understand yeah. each because I mean I got there and they were already there. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't even know what I was looking for. Yeah. I didn't know who they were. The only reason I knew what Brian looked like was because of the comic. Yeah, <laughs> the little so, comic where they look like aliens. Brian's head is huge. <laughs> like, and then and then I walk in and Brian like I, I walk up and I hear them talking about the meetup and I introduce myself and Brian talks to me and I'm like I know that's him because he sounds like Kermit. It, it's it has to be Brian. Yeah, I, I mean it is a compliment. I didn't actually listen to Avon. I didn't even know who they were until uh, until I, I actually started going up there. I didn't even listen to the podcast until like two months after they started it again, and now I'm actually on there. So it's kind of it's kind of weird, but like 
it, it wasn't, I didn't know who anyone was, I'm just sitting there, but it's crazy the fact that, like, I never understood the term social networking, I never thought that someone, I, I, I met this kid on the internet, that's basically what it was, like, we talked on Twitter a few times, and then I played Magic with them, and now I'm in their kitchen, about six months later. Which is funny, because I don't, I've just been writing off the back of his social networking, I don't, yeah. I, I pointed to Trevor there, nobody could see <laughs> but us three, um, because I don't I don't participate in any social endeavors. Never. <laughs> Never. He's the stereotypical I'm gonna go play Starcraft and play Magic and occasionally I'll go to Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go to class. But... Oh no, I love class. I like school. <laughs> which is weird. But I don't like anybody at school. I like my professors sometimes. Right. But that's it. Yeah, so it's just crazy the whole social networking thing. Yeah, like Twitter. Uh, yeah. Or... Yeah, Twitter. <laughs> Alright, um, so we've been shuffling this whole time, all of us, because we have EDH decks in here, and they want to play. Why are you laughing at me? We, we can't play, though, because like we said, it just devolved. Yeah, I don't, it's devolved does it, is it Monday Night Magic who does it? No, Manipool. Manipool, the Manipool who plays while they're podcasting. I don't know how they do it. Like It's impressive, because I It's can't. impressive, because while we were even, while, like, we tried it two times. We tried it once under the MTG radio tag with Kevin and Tom, and basically what happened was the game got... Everyone got really angry with each other for some reason. Yes. Like, it was just bad threat assessment. Let's put it that way. I'm not going to explain the situation, but it was just bad threat assessment, and it, it basically turned everyone on edge. And uh, by everyone, I mean, like, it started out with me. I got a little... The first time I think I've ever been, like, even remotely angry playing Magic with these guys. Like, I was looking at the board, and, like, I had a bunch of lands. I actually said I wouldn't tell the story, and now I'm going to. Yeah. And, <laughs> And the story is being told. Okay. And <laughs> the story has I, I'm playing my Azusa deck, which has a reputation of being really mean, but it's not that mean. Like, if you ignore it, granted it is, but if you focus well, all yeah. your attention on it, I yeah, won't you, win, but someone else is going to win. Like, then you bas- got a stomp face. Yeah, but basically, like, there was a permanent with Annihilator, and someone attacked with it, and instead of attacking the person who was, like, completely dominating the board, who was tapped out, couldn't have stopped them, and would have had to sack their permanent and stuff... He goes, I'm not attacking that person immediately. And then he goes, I'm going to attack Andrew. <laughs> it's because he misread. Like, like you yeah, said, it was, yeah, it was, he it misread. Was, like, not knowing threat assessment. Yeah. It's not like he purposely looked at the guy and was like, oh, I could kill you. I'm going to attack Andrew instead. Yeah. It was it was unintentional. So, like, it was just frustrating. But and then, still, that, that just devolved yeah. so fast. And, I mean, I was playing my elf deck, yeah. the Azuri deck. And, like, the problem with the Azuri deck, or I, don't know, I would assume aggro EDH decks in general, is I... If someone plays a Wrath Effect, I almost lose. Like, it's, it just happens. So, normally, when I'm playing an EDH game, it's attack whoever's the higher life total or whoever seems mm-hmm. to be the biggest threat. With the Azuri deck, I have to pick on whoever is in the worst shape most of the time. Mm-hmm. Because if, if I try to attack Patrick and he's at 40, I'm not going to kill him, and then someone will sweep the board. So, that kind of bothered some people that were playing. But... It was. It just got very. We just all took it very personally. It was everyone. Really. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like one person thing. There was Pat who was just sitting there, and he took it personally that everyone else was. He was. Imp- it wasn't personal that he was getting attacked. It was personal that like everybody else was. Everybody else was taking it personal, so he was on edge too. So it, it was. It was just a a bad game in general, but. Yeah, I wasn't worried about the board state. I was worried about why everybody was freaking mad at each other. I was just like, what? What is this devolved to? It was also the fact that like we didn't barely sleep the night before. Oh no, we went to oh. sleep at like five in the morning. We went to bed at five, and then well, for some reason, bed. all of us were up at ten thirty. Yeah, yeah. And, oh. <laughs> so it was later Except than that. Me. You guys didn't get in. No one was. Uh, no one was preparing to go. Like we prepared to go to bed. Like everyone got in their their spots, and. Like when I came I back mean, out to grab my yeah. water and we sat down on the, on the, on the floor for hours. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't until like six thirty. 
6.30, yeah, it was 6.30 was when I looked at my phone and then I fell asleep. Because that's when everyone was like, okay, guys, I think I'm a bit tired. <laughs> okay. okay, so, um, are we going to talk about what we, like, our EDA decks? What we're playing now? Yeah. yeah. Like, what decks we play and what decks we are playing? Pat, you can go ahead and start. Oh. Um, Pat, don't list every deck that you and Trevor have together. Just pick the ones you play Which ones do you play the most? Yeah. The one I play the most? Oh, crud. I play mostly uh, Momirvig uh, Simic Visionary, uh, which is a uh, green-blue turbo land deck. Yep. Essentially, it just tries to get Primeval Titan out. Yeah. And then Genesis and then, Wave. <laughs> and then Genesis Wave for a lot. Um, I, I've been playing the Elf deck, so the Zeri deck, a, a lot. And it's fun, and games generally go quickly. That or um, Oros, just because the color combination is not the norm, so it's a lot of fun to play that deck. Um, because we only have green EDH decks right. and, and Karn. The only problem with the Oros deck, though, is... It, well, problem, in my opinion, is it lacks green, so... It, it doesn't get la- it doesn't ever have enough lands okay, in play. You guys are talking about that, but the first time I ever played, we ever like me and okay, Trevor. You had Sun Titan, and no, this this is a faulty story. Okay, so what happened basically is we're playing a game, and they're using their Turbo Land decks, and all of a sudden everyone just stopped and looked at the table and like Andrew, how do you have eighteen lands? And no one failed to realize that I had our Millery Sphere and, and, and Sun Titan, and like by turn like nine, I had no basic lands left in my deck. But they complain about how the de- oh the, the deck doesn't ramp very well. No, it ramps just fine. You guys like oh yeah with the two perfect card combo. The two times I played the deck, I've had all my basic lands out on turn nine, and I've also played Oros on turn three yeah. off of Mana Vault. So I don't know what they're talking about mana ramp in that deck. But the decks I mostly play are Saki, Eric's daughter, and Azusa. The Azusa deck like it's been bad to me this weekend. Yeah, it has. like generally, like I always have good opening hands. Generally. Uh, that hurt my elbow. <laughs> yeah, it really, yeah, that was awful. Like, and it's kind of disappointing because I just went out and bought like a Crucible Worlds and like a Life from the Loam and stuff, and it wasn't that much money that I spent. But I took out mediocre cards, and now the deck is just being mean to me. Yeah. Like, uh, like most of my hands will have like two mana doubling effects, four lands, and like an eight cost spell, which is cool with Azusa, but it's not like there's no engine. Ca- no, I run like six or seven cards. I just kind of exploded my uh, water bottle. Loaded. <laughs> yeah. Pat's exploding load sounds like metal falling down. So. And by that, he means I dropped my water bottle. And I used to play Rafik a lot. My Rafik deck, like, if I sat down and played that deck, it was almost like I was going to win. I don't think playing with you guys, I lost with that deck more than once or twice. And I played that deck close to 20 times. Oh, no, you and I you and I would get down to be the last two people in the game. And that deck had just so much repeatable card advantage, yeah. yeah. No, the Rafik deck wasn't built around Rafik. It, Rafik was the finisher. Like, playing Rafik and then Lightning Greaves and attacking someone for 8 is is a pretty big threat. Like, because 8, it would survive long enough to where everyone was at, like, 10 to 20 life. Yeah. So someone, even making my Woodfall Primus attack for 14. So, uh, the Rafik was just, like, a con- my control finisher. I switched it to Dinara because she was a great mana sink, and that deck always had so much mana. I would have, like, 15 lands on turn 7, and I was like, pass, because I didn't have one of my big spells. But I've also ha- I also have yes <laughs> talk about it. I also have a blue black deck. It, it has some combos in it. It has some control aspects, some counter spells. Who's the general? The general is uh, Zadek, Lord of Secrets. How does it win? Mill Mesmeric Orb is all it has. It, it plays Mesmeric Orb, and then it gets like Mesmeric Orb, Dream War Muse, and then no one can play Magic because <laughs> I've been playing Howling Minds and like Anvil of Bogardin and stuff. So everyone's hand, no one has no max like there's no maximum hand size, 
there's they're they're drawing like ten cards a turn, and then in one turn, like I'll get to six mana, and I've been tutoring for them, and I'll go Dreamborn Muse as Mirror pass. Everyone mills like twenty a turn, so like yeah, mill's not viable. But when you get like chunk, like here, this is what it sounds like. <laughs> That's what people sound like when they have to mill because they're they're milling huge chunks. And if anyone's running like a bunch of card draw, I played that deck on a Wednesday against an Azami deck. And he's comboing, he's not coming up, but he's just doing his generic broken things. And they're all looking at me like, why aren't you countering his spells? And I'm at, and I, I've been missing land drops, but in my hand is Mesmeric Orb and Dreamborn Muse. And I've been tutoring for him, and finally, I get a land, my sixth land, and I go, untap, I play my island, I go, Mesmeric Orb, and the zombie player reads, and he goes, oh, no big deal. He's got like 40 cards in hand, and then I go, alright, and he's tapped out. He, he, and he, he's used his forcible, like he's playing an expensive deck. He has no way to counter my spell for free. Outside of Pact, but he didn't have it. And I go, Dreamborn Muse. And he's playing next to me, and he just looks at the card, and then he looks at his hand, and then he looks at his library, and then he looks at the card, and then he looks at Mesmeric Orb, and then he looks at all the lands and, and wizards he has tapped, and he's just like, oh. And I go, pass. It goes, during my upkeep, and he's, try- he's basically digging for a way. Uh, during his untapped spell, he had to mill like 15 because of Mesmeric Orb. But during his upkeep, he's got, like, 30 cards left in his library and, like, 40 in his hand. Mm-hmm. So he's digging for a way to, like, unsummon it. And he, he gets down to, like, 10 cards, and he just gives up. And he goes, draw step. Or, sorry, up, he lets the, the Dreamborn Muse trigger resolve. He puts his library down. He goes, draw step. I lose the game. Pass. It was hilarious, because he's trying to, like, be the, play this broken combo deck. And my awful mill deck was the only reason he, w- he wouldn't have That's won. That's so great. I love playing against that deck. Yeah. I love playing against that deck with strangers. Because <laughs> it's so hilarious. They don't know what the yeah. cards do, because I play cards like Nihil Spellbomb, and they're like, why are you playing that? That seems so bad. Because it is under any other yeah. circumstance. Like, I, I beat Debbie with that card. Mm-hmm. I had Anvil of Bogarden out, and she was she was getting, she had no cards left in library, but like 50 in her graveyard. She was getting ready to pitch her, her Kozilek to it. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to put Kozilek in the graveyard. And I said, with... With the trigger on the stack, pop me a spell bomb. She's like, don't you have to pay a black through that? I was like, no, that's if I want to draw the card. So it was just a one mana sack, remove target player. It was a Tormod script for one mana. Yeah. So. Oh, that deck. That deck's so great. Uh, let's um, see, what are the de- You guys have other decks. You have Karn. Yeah. It's um, okay. The Karn deck isn't, like, from what I've heard from people, Karn can be a broken general. Yeah. I, I haven't had experience with that. Our Karn deck is just kind of like, we wanted a deck that didn't have green in it that we wouldn't have to take apart if we built other decks. So, it just has artifacts, like that's... Yeah, art, random artifacts. Psychogenic probe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is there is one infinite combo that we had no idea about until... Rings like, of Bright Earth, uh... Basalt Monolith? Yeah, Basalt yeah. Monolith. Well, what do you do with all that mana? Oh, nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. You don't do anything with it. We make unlimited mana and then pass the turn. <laughs> you make unlimited mana and you can play, um, the aura or... The, oh, no, the no, 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 there are thing. combos with it. There, there are, like... Four card com- like combos with like Sundering Titan, Kark and Ironworks, Infinite Mana. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there okay. are combos. With I'm it. sure there are combos. Yeah. There's but we haven't yeah. took. We didn't take the time to think about it. There's also, um, Spine of Ishtar, Kark and Ironworks, which is synergy, not a combo, yeah. but it's still like really ridiculous. Yeah. Tom was really upset because I blew up his lands one day with that. But uh, that's the kind of deck we have. Those are our decks, right? That's it. Right? There's one more, isn't there? Tulsimir Warblood. Oh, Tulsimir Warblood. And close related to Tiger Blood. Wolfblood tablet. You guys should get that altar with Charlie Sheen on it. Oh my god. Get Ch- Charlie Sheen riding. Yeah, but Tulsimir Tiger Blood. And then get Charlie Sheen riding Voga or Voja. Voja. I want a Voja. And then we'll stripe, stripe Voja. 
Uh, my first deck on Moto for EDH or Commander was Tulsimir Wolfblood. It was terrible. It was also had Force of the Conclave in it. What's it do? Uh, as you cast creatures, you can pay X if you do. They enter the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters, which is awful. Really? It had no ramp in it, and it was really bad creatures. Like, the only game I think I ever did anything relevant was when I paid, played the two drop uh, from Zendikar, pay four, tap, ramping growth. Okay. Um, I can't think of his name Frontier right now. Guide? Frontier Guide. I think. And no one killed it. So, I guess it's <laughs> every turn, pay four, rampant growth, and that's all I did for, like, my first ten turns. And then finally someone wrathed, and, like, I had a bunch of mana, and then all my creatures came in with, like, 50 plus one plus one counters and stuff. I have a Rexial deck on MPGO. I never play it, but yeah. I have a Rexial deck on MPGO. And the most memorable play I have from that is playing into Gennaro player, who had Ulamog and, like, Stormtide Leviathan suspended, or something like that. Some mm-hmm. ridic- ridiculous two cards suspended. They're resolving during his upkeep or whatever they do. Jura deck? Jury of the Gitu. I thought you said something else. No, no, no. Okay. okay. I, I may have. I didn't mean to. Um, and <laughs> before they come into play, I go gather specimens. <laughs> and I actually did it, and it, and it resolved. Like, so I was like, okay, I get your Ulamog. I felt so accomplished and mean yeah. at the same time. Because you are accomplished and right. mean. Yeah. I, uh... Sorry, I hadn't talked for a while. I had to, I had to contribute to something. Do you remember Uno skip format? Oh, yeah. Uno skip is my favorite. We put, and my favorite, I mean, not. <laughs> we bought a pack of Uno cards when Kevin and Tom were in town. Kevin and Tom are, are two of Pat's and Tom's, Pat and Trevor's friends, and they're also well, my friend as well. But well, they're from Kevin the, is my cousin. Kevin is Pat's cousin. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> no, I just said <laughs> We were over-explaining okay. the relations between... And Tom was also the other half of MGG Radio, and Kevin was a third of it at one point. That makes, like... That made so, I know. so much sense, it doesn't. That's like five, six... Are you only a sixth of that podcast? Yes. Okay. Uh, but basically, we put Uno cards in. Skip had the ability to target a player and skip their turn. Like, and these cost no mana. They were free, and they can only... One per turn, if you had them, like if you had three in hand. Uh, Wilds draw four was Ancestral Recall on crack. Like, it was free draw four cards. The um the other wild was name a color blah blah permanence of that color and then you could name brown which was artifact and colorless because Eldrazi fall under color except not land yeah every non land permanent of that color yeah um and then there was also reverse, reverse which reverse which is basically order. like the person next to you is about to win and you're just like reverse <laughs> which is how Uno works but we didn't you couldn't pick what cards you didn't want anymore you put them in at random <laughs> I I okay I was playing the Oros deck or the, no it was the the Brian Stout Archive. Yeah. And we put him in randomly, and I put him in eight he, Uno cards, and I put him in over seven mountains. Out of what, nine? <laughs> out of nine mountains. Yeah, I I put, I was running the Turbo Land deck, and I put one over uh, Jace 2.0, and... Uh, one over Mana Reflection, too. Yeah, one over Mana Reflection, over a counter, like, one of the only Cryptic Command, yeah. and another Counterspell. Rewind. So the, yeah, there you go, Rewind. We so also two. we also had another alternate format where we wanted to do like um, every non-land permanent is legendary. Yeah, we've never done that because that just seems like oh, what about that? Like it's something that you might forget about. But the, on the subject of the Uno format, oh sorry, we uh, Kevin looked at me and goes, Andrew, I, had, I was playing the mill deck. Yeah, and he goes, Andrew, I'm killing you next turn, and I was like, oh, are you? And I'm like, are you a hundred percent sure? And he goes, yeah, I'm positive. I'm going to kill you next round. I was like, okay. So I drew, played land, and passed. And he goes, okay. And he starts playing all the spells, and he hasn't played a creature yet, and he goes, Terracidon. And I guess Terracidon was, like, going to blow up my land or something. 
and I gather specimens that, and like that was the worst reaction I think we've ever had because he free he got mad. He got Wait, angry. I don't remember that. Yeah, remember we played. You, he's, he like wild ricocheted a skip card. No, no, no. Because I skipped. No, because what I remember was like I I played. And I skipped his turn. And he wild ricocheted. And he which, wild ricocheted. Which wasn't, wasn't, supposed which wasn't even supposed to be allowed. We remembered the next day yeah. when I was well, like, well, I think it was when you were bring, uh, bringing Andrew home or something. But yeah. like, but like, you couldn't. They all had split second. You weren't yeah. allowed to respond to them. Yeah. The Uno cards. But we for, we forgot about that. It turned out though that time. like skip and wild like they were just too draw two was awesome. Draw two. You draw, draw two. Draw two was freaking for free. They were just best. broken. Yeah. They all of them were broken. Like. Uno, Uno as a format <laughs> is broken. <laughs> That's our episode name. Yeah. Uno is broken. Uno, Uno as a format is broken in magic. Uh, but basically, I don't know why that I brought that up. I just thought about it. Yeah, there's that and the the legendary one, and then there was the other one that we still haven't played yet, where I'll just get up and move. Where you where oh, yeah, change Mad Hatter magic, like basically like musical chairs. Yeah. I don't know how we would determine it, but uh, if you Chinese fire drill. <laughs> If somebody just shouts it at random, there's a there's a random counter going down. But you have to actively try to win for your deck. Yeah. Like, using their deck, you can't, like... You can't set yourself up for failure. You can. I mean, but if you really do, want but to. But with the three of us, it would work. I think if anyone else came out, because we wouldn't, like, I'm going to tap on my lands, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to make I'm going to tap on my creatures and attack the person I shouldn't attack. Yeah, no. I think I think it's I think it's whatever deck you end up with should be the deck you're trying to win with. Okay. Not like you keep your deck winning because that would so be obscene. If you can't tell, we play too much EDH and we're trying to figure out how we can make it better. Yeah. yeah. Uno was Uno was close, but I think that's still something the three of us have to do because otherwise it gets a little a little testy. Yeah, yeah. a lot of hand. Um, we have to. The know. legendary one, I, I think it'll just get somewhat complicated, especially if we're all playing a deck with like. Green staples in it. Yeah, like literal staples. staples. Speaking of staples, okay. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. Am I allowed to transition? Segway. Segway. <laughs> Speaking of staples, what would you consider a staple in EDH? Soul Ring. Um, I, I consider Mana Vault. Man, there's not a single deck I own outside of my mono green deck that doesn't have Mana Vault in it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're playing blue and you're not playing Time Stretch, you're doing it wrong. That's my opinion. Well, I don't have time stretching. I know, but that deck doesn't really want to... It, it would win more. If you're playing a classic blue deck, yeah. like, and you're not playing time stretch. If you're playing green and you don't have Genesis Wave, if you're playing black and you're not playing, like, Demonic Tutor or Necro... Necropotence. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> and you're just really confused because there are three forests in his hand. <laughs> he looked down, and his eyes almost bugged out of his head. He's like, oh, these are all forests! Yeah, this is amazing. So Best hand ever. The reason we bring this up, though, is that I frequent the Salvation Forums along with Trevor and, I guess, Pat does sometimes. Maybe by Every proxy. once in a while. Yeah, but I, I usually do it by proxy. He oh, hears okay. us complaining about yeah, it. Yeah, I hear, I hear other people complaining, and then yeah. I jump on the bandwagon. So basically what we're t- we're happened is that they posted a thread where it was banned five cards and you don't have to explain yourself, but people explained why they felt they should be banned anyway. And, like, a lot of people were, like, Soul Ring, and mostly the ma- the crazy mana acceleration, but, like, then they respond to you, like, I say that Soul Ring turn one doesn't win you the game, it makes you lose the game. Because everyone's like, oh, he played turn one. Gigantic, yeah. gigantic target painted Yeah, on and, and in one-on-one, okay, granted, you're two turns ahead, but in, in multiplayer, it's like, oh, that guy has to die. Yeah, this is only multiplayer. In yeah. one-on-one, this is entirely different. Yeah. But in, in a multi- traditional EDH. Yeah. So, oh, he played turn one Soul Ring. But, like, 
But when everyone does it, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's not even that, because the argument against it is, oh, Soul Ring is getting expensive, not everyone can have it, it's unfun when someone plays it. But in traditional EDH, someone goes, land Soul Ring, like, even if they go land Soul Ring Expedition Map or something, pass, they're not, they're going to be a target. They've yeah. painted a target on themselves. Yeah. And it's, I just... Like, one of the few yeah. cards I agree with actually banning is, I think, legit, this is me, like, as far as mana acceleration goes, I think mana, like I said, mana vaults in all my deck, all my decks, the fact that you, okay, you take one, or you get to pay for it on top of it during your upkeep, it's three mana. Like, one. two mana, yeah, it's good, you know, but, like, I've had games where I've gone, like, turn one, play a land pass, turn two, mana vault, play my oracle, play two more, play another land off the, t- play another land off the top, like, now I'm... On turn six, and next turn I can play my fourth land, untap my mana ball, and not think about it. Yeah. So, it's just the, the thing is with banning cards. Like I don't even know if I would say ban mana ball. I, I could understand the argument for it. Yeah. But like Benny Smith and Benny Smith in one of his articles was saying ban time any time any, any time, time walk, walk effect. effect. And and Seaborn Muse, because it's sort of a time walk effect. Yeah. But I don't agree with, like, these okay. mass bannings yeah. that everyone's you know, saying. On the subject of banning time walk, let's say you ban time walk. Do you ban Genesis Wave, then? Because Genesis Wave for 10 is, like, 10 time walks. You just play 10... You you potentially play 10 spells for free. That's basically 10 turns of your game. Of your, yeah, of, or, of even, game. or even if you say it's half, it's, yeah. it's five time walks. Yeah. Yes, and then soon we will ban every single rare known to man. Basically, we need to ban oh. all rares, all mythics, because... EDH is getting too expensive to play for anyone to enjoy the format, and it is unfun for me if yeah. I can't play all my cards. My Runeclaw Bears yeah. are going to win every time, Runeclaw Bears. If I can't play Soul Ring, nobody can. If I can't play, you know, if something... That's another attitude people are having. Cards are too expensive. Like, I played EDH because I didn't have to have Jace. I've heard that one a few times. Really? Yeah, I, didn't play, I started playing EDH you, because I couldn't you... afford Jace, and Standard wasn't an option anymore. Because Jace controls that format. So, what if you... If you have Jace and you want to show it off, EDH is a... Fun casual way to do that. That's yeah. why. Yeah, but if you and not, if you don't have Jace and you're playing EDH, you don't have to build an expensive deck. Yeah, yeah, you, EDH doesn't have to be expensive. The the point of this, stuff yeah, <laughs> was basically that people are complaining a lot about uh, like there's no just because you can't afford a card doesn't mean we should ban it. Right. By yeah. We, I mean the I rules mean, committee. But. I mean, there, there's the rules committee does have a limit. Yeah. Like, that's why the mocks in are banned. Yeah. Because they're good, but they're not that good in EDH. I mean, they would bust one-on-one wide open. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, like, right, traditionally EDH, like, yeah, they'd be really good, but they're also limited by the amount that it costs yeah. to purchase them. But these other cards, like, yeah, they're expensive, but there comes a, like, there comes a limit, and if your playgroup can't afford it, mm-hmm. or if your playgroup doesn't have it, then if someone, if a stranger comes in and starts playing with like a fully powered EH deck, you could let them know like we don't have the money to have these cards or this isn't the way we play. Yeah. Like, but you can't expect the whole format because then it's going to devolve. It will be like ban Soul Ring, ban Time Walk, ban Genesis Wave, ban Tooth and Nail, ban, ban the most ban long ban. Yeah, ban Burgeon, and then you ban every card. In, and I know that's an exaggeration, but it just bothers me because that's why the, the ban list needs to stay small. Yeah. Like otherwise, the format just becomes unhealthy. That and you have to look up every single time on the ban list. Yeah. What cards can I play this in my in this deck that I want to ban? Now this is gone um, a little bit off topic, but somewhat related. I right now I'm starting the unban Emrakul motion because we play ED, we played four games this weekend. I second that. And two of them could not end because no one could win. Like we were at a point where wraths have been used. The board was so complicated, and if someone had just gone Emmerich, like, 
pay 15 cast Emrakul, the game was over. Yeah. Okay, granted, cheating it out was unfair, but... At least the only, like, I said we that... We're gonna play a new game. Yeah, we, yeah. at least we're gonna play a new game, hey. But, like... I said this on the on the Salvation forums, is that the only reason you remember turn 1 Sarah Ascendant or turn 4 Emrakul off bribery is because it happened. You don't remember the times where it was turn 25 and someone cast Emrakul and yeah. you were like, thank God this game is going to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's happened multiple yeah. times. Yeah, like, we played a game where... It's, it's, I'll, I'll say when I get back. I'll give you my turn. Uh, it's happened. There's been times where, like, people play... When it gets cheated out, you remember it. But yeah. when it gets played on, like, turn... Even on yeah. turn 15, even 15, on turn 10, yeah. on, like, five five mana spells, five ramp spells, you're like, oh, alright, I guess, like, I have a yeah. wrath effect, okay, I'm gonna sack, you know, six permanents, but I've got tokens and stuff now. Yeah, and you're playing with three other people that yeah. they could attack, so... Yeah. And not only that, like, it wasn't like, a, like, there are cards that make you a target after they're cast, but Emrakul is mo- the moment you cast it, you don't cast Emrakul to, like, put yourself back in the game, you cast Emrakul because you've... You want to you, finish. You the want game. to finish the game. Game yeah. over. What I was going to say, kind of, kind of on topic with that, it's not necessarily what cards you're playing. I mean, sometimes that has to do with it, but it's how you play them. Yeah. Like, like you said, on turn twenty six, when you play an Emrakul, or when someone plays an Emrakul, most of the time it's like, thank you for ending the game. Let's yeah. play another one or something. Because we've had a lot of bad experiences with never ending EDH games. It's the person who it's turn twenty six, but when they play their Emrakul, they're still like. Ha ha, look what I did, and they're yeah. like smug about it. Or on turn five, when they cheated out and they're like, they're arrogant, it's it's the attitude you have toward playing it. And I, I understand, like, <laughs> I, I understand what you mean. And I don't know if I would go so far as to say unban it, because I understand if you're a newer player and you're coming into the format, like that card, if someone can just go like bribery or emerical win, it can almost shorten games too much. Mm-hmm. But where EDH is supposed to be a long format, yeah. Like, but I mean, I, I the opposite. The whole like, I don't think there are many cards on the ban list that need to be unbanned. I'm not. I don't like staff of domination. Like, there are a lot of people who say that should be unbanned. I'm behind Emrakul being unbanned, and that's about it, really. Like, like the other cards, they, they're banned. I feel like they're banned for a reason. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, and when they ban a card, I feel like they ban it for a reason. Yeah. But I don't feel like every card should like. The ban list shouldn't exist at all. Like Kakusho, he is he he's banned in general or just as a joke? In general, like completely banned. Completely. No, banned? no, no. He's banned as a. I think he's completely banned. Yeah, I think he's completely banned. Like both ways. As yeah, the only Rafelos and Braids are banned as generals only. Okay, yeah. They're not banned, banned. But like people are saying that Kakusho should be unbanned, and Tom actually brought up a good point about this. Like, if your playgroup thinks this, like thinks, okay, yeah. we need to, let's unban Panoptic Mayor, let's unban Staff of Domination, mm-hmm. do it. Try it. Yeah. Like if you go to a Star City Open and you have to you have to know that that's not what the rules are, mm-hmm. but you can try it at your local group because that's where you're going to be playing most often anyway. Yeah, and, and I, I, that's a, that's a really good point I think. Yeah, like yeah, and, I, and if you don't want to play with Soul Ring and you don't want to play with Mana Vault, then ban it where you are. Ban it wherever you play. Like if us three decided, hey, we don't want the Soul Ring. Forest, forest or banned. Forest or banned because we played way too much. If forest is banned, we couldn't play. <laughs> no, we couldn't. Yeah. I can play half my deck right now. We were just if stop forest and like planes were banned. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would never I play, play green and white the most. So I think we do too. Um. Yeah, probably green, white, or green, blue. But that's only because of Mumirvig because we've had that deck three times because, now. Yeah, green. <laughs> Andrew has walked over to the fridge, opened it, and closed it three times since so we started recording. Um, 
Only thing that we wanted to bring up while we're on the topic of EDH was, or is, um, if you could color shift the general, once Andrew's done getting water, if you could color shift the general, who would it be and why? And ever since, we've recorded this three or four times, but uh, Andrew's in the other room, so I'm going to start. If I could color shift any general, I think I would probably take Momirvig and add white. Because I wanted to play Venser in, in, in an EDH deck, the Venser, the Planeswalker. And I like Bant, but I really like Momirvig as a general. So I, that that's my answer to that question. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. Have yeah, your welcome satisfied. I don't, I don't have any contribution because I don't know enough legendary creatures. If, uh, <laughs> out of the decks you guys have had, like, what would you add a color to? Add a color to? Oh, um, Sabak Sabab. I would add green. Oh, okay. So that would be... Um, the destroy target legend guy. Yeah, yeah. Sabo, sub, yeah. Yeah, Sabok Sabob. <laughs> that guy. Um, he was a uh, he cost seven mana. He's yeah. five, five, five red. red. Yeah, five red and a black. I would add green to him so that there would be some way to get him out in a reasonable fashion. I think I've been. Like you said, we've answered this question a few times. I would definitely put uh, blue and Kiki Jiki. Like, granted, not for Kiki Jiki Pestermite. But for Kiki Jiki Moldrifter and stuff like that, like crazy stuff, not crazy, but generally good things. Like in red, you have good options, but you're not doing anything crazy. Like you have the Lightning Crafter combo. That's about it. And you get, you can't, but you can't draw cards. And you can't yeah, you don't draw cards well. You don't accelerate well. You don't get to Rebel Arc. Add white. I would basically put Kiki Jiki with any. Add X to Kiki Jiki, where X is a color that's not red. So. <laughs> Add black for skin render and uh, damnation. Not damnation for creatures. Shriekma. Shriekma. Avatar four. Bone shredder. Uh, I would also probably. I would add. I'm thinking. This is so contorted. I want to make it. I want more red, white, blue. I know we're getting some with the new product, which is getting ahead of myself here, <laughs> but. I don't know. I got. I just want a red, white, and blue general who's not gonna destroy like, lands. Like add America. blue to Ryan. Yeah, add blue to no, because he. This I'm trying to stay on like somewhat flavor too. But yeah, this is just that was also a, a, a subject on salvation. But now we're gonna get into the real, the real subject <laughs> we wanted to get into. Yeah, you can. You could make any magic card, your general or your commander, any card. Like I'm saying, like forcible could be your commander. Oh, like, you stole my thunder. Uh, yeah, anything. Like, if you wanted Basic Island to be your commander, you could do that. What would it be? What Any card. Okay, Patrick can go first. But No, he just stole mine. I've got to rethink of one. Okay, well, then I'll go first. Um, if it, I have two answers. If it were a creature, um, it would probably be a blue mirror servitor, because I'm, I'm adding this rule that I can color shift a card to. Oh, okay. Um, because I love mirror servitor, and I want to build an EDH deck. With Mirror Servitor and every clone effect. Sculpting Steel, Clone, Sakashima, all the... Cl- so I can... Just because I can't. I could only get my General back from the graveyard, mind you. Because it's the only one that would be Mirror Servitor in the graveyard. This deck would be awful, but I just want a blue Mirror Servitor. And if, if it was a non-Mirror Servitor, it would probably be, um... Like, Doubling Season. Um, what if Gaia's Cradle was your General? How ridiculous would that be? That'd be weird. Paying, paying, it, playing it for free... <laughs> I play two. I pay two colorless. Put guys cradle back into play. I, but you would 
Because only if people are running land hate would you ever need to play it for the second time. This was, this, that was just time. a random thought, but go ahead, Andrew. Sorry about that. Uh, I would make Revel Arc, obviously, because you said that was my favorite card. I would also probably choose Regal Force. I was looking at through my deck to see if I would pick something. That seems nutty. Like, okay, yeah, he's seven mana, but you're playing green. You're playing mono green. So you just go play a bunch of tokens, play a bunch of stuff, play Ant Queen, like... And then it would be like you could do this more than once. Yeah. You oh can my god. Use Regal yeah. Force without having to have like an E Whip or something. Yeah. Can E Whip be my general? Can E Whip be your general? Oh, oh. No. Is E Whip banned in this? Is E Whip banned? No, in it's this not discussion? banned. I just. You already picked something. And then non creature? E Whip will be my general. I'm gonna go with Necropotence. Because <laughs> someone had to pick a combo piece. And I'd also yeah. probably choose Greater Good too. If I could take Ooh. Necropotence and Greater Good. If Necropotence said. <laughs> Skip your draw step, and then whenever you draw a card, you lose one life, and then greater goods text. <laughs> what? And it costs for, for black green. Black green, just black. Or how about how about black 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 green green? No, Quad but, black double green. Because then I would rather just play necropotence. No, I I would just play necropotence, and I'd probably play greater good. I choose two enchantments, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad to choose Ewit because my turn already passed. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was going to make any creature legendary and then play it as my general, I think I'm looking through the Pulsemir deck, and I'm looking and I see... I, I think Mirror Entity would be a really cool legendary creature. Um, thank you for the nod head of approval. Yeah, that was a good one. I, I, pre- that was I appreciate good. that. that um, if I was going to pick a non-creature permanent card spell thing, <laughs> um, I think... I think I'd be like really grief-free and pick like lightning bolter <laughs> or um or like oh path, wow path to exile or or uh, wrath of god because Patrick just broke the format. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that lightning bolt becomes good if you can play it over and over and over yeah. again. Because I wouldn't mind paying three for for lightning bolt. That would be that would be nice. Or even or even six for uh, wrath of god. Because Wrath of God for four, and then Wrath of God for six is... Uh, Decree of Pain? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Decree of Pain would be even better. Steel Hellkite. Steel Hellkite would be a pretty cool... Attack. Boom. Like, I know I play it anyway, but the fact that I could play it any over and over again... Yeah. Like, Steel Hellkite's one of those cards that I don't think I've ever seen... Oh, I just realized that it has the fire-breathing effect, too. Yeah. <laughs> I played this card a ton of times, and I just realized that. You didn't that. know it had fire-breathing? Um... It's a card that, like, you never get to activate. Because either you play it and they have, a, like, a bunch of flyers to block with or they have something that'll kill it, or they kill it because they know you they get blown out about it. But, like, if you could just play it over and over again and not have to worry about it getting passed or something, that would be insane. Yeah, because if you play it once and they path it, they, yeah. don't have, they now have no Stone more Stone Fortistic? Yeah. I was thinking, like, Moldrifter. Moldrifter? Yeah. Moldrifter would be very interesting. I think you... What if... What if... <laughs> because... But what if your general is Baron Glory? You could, how would you win? I, you would figure it out. Like, we would build this deck for the format. Like, we would, we would build the Baron Glory, uh, anything the, goes from The thing is, deck. if it was Moldrifter, you couldn't evoke. You couldn't evoke it. Because that would be way too broken. I evoke it for three, it goes back to the general zone. I evoke it for five, it goes back to the general zone. No, because, yeah. That, that's, no, that's... I think you'd be able to evoke it. I think that's fair. That's bull. That is bull. What about, like, that means you're paying three mana to divinate. Like, yeah. you don't even play Divination EDH. Yeah, the reason why you play Moldrifter in EDH is because you can reanimate it. You can't reanimate it if, you're, if it's your commander. 
I mean, I love how we're arguing the semantics. We're arguing, like, the deeply ingrained, important rules of this format that is entirely irrelevant. Like, I just, I find this intriguing. Irrelevant? Irrelevant, yeah. Irrelevant. Like the Luxodons of yore. Why do you hate me? That's awful. <laughs> I, uh, I was trying to think of some cards that weren't green. Uh, black creatures. Black creatures. Black creatures. Fractine Chancellor. Cancel. Pro. Oh, that's moving ahead. Hold Avatar on. Avatar Woe. Mm. Yeah. Meh. 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 I need to be looking I mean, like, 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 like Necrotal, Bone Shredder, any of those cards would be good. Uncle Isvan. I was going to say Geth, but he's already legendary. Yeah. I was like Geth, but Geth is legendary. Geth is really good. Um, red? Is... Goblin Guide. Really? No, I don't know. No. It's just Goblin a cheap, efficient creature. Like, yeah. It'd be interesting, but no. I, I'm I'm sticking with the Grief Fury Lightning Bolt. That was, that was pretty cool. Fire Blast? Demonic Tutor. That would be the black one. <laughs> if Tutor was your general. Oh, wow. I would play it over... I was thinking Sakura Tribalder. Because if you... You could... Okay, you know, whatever. You play land, pass. Play land. Play Tribalder. <laughs> Sorry, so I, I, started, I started flipping cards on top of my EDH deck, and I legit went land, land, Sakura Tribalder. <laughs> yeah, then you go... You go you sack, search for land, and then play land, play it again. Yeah. That's better than Azusa, because you still have five on turn, whatever. A sack, land, uh, you play land for that turn. But as the game goes on, it gets worse. Yeah, it gets worse, but as all, most mono green generals get worse as the game goes on. Except for like Kamal and, and Omna. Yeah. And he, this guy, but he starts to get really expensive. Yeah, Azuri just gets... Like, as yeah. for as long as you have a land in hand, or a, a way to put another land in play on tap, you'll never be able to cast this guy. You'll never not be able to cast this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Negatives. Double you're, negatives. You're, you're gonna sag it, or you're gonna go to sag it, and somebody's gonna be like, trick bind. <laughs> and then you're just gonna be like, he's my general. What if someone's general is time stop? That's needed sometimes. Like when me and you take thirty minute turns. Look, yeah. if their general was time stop, I would have, I would have been like, time stop you. Pay two more time stop you. So you, you know, you know, someone's gonna be like, all right, if this were the format, I want to take time stop and add green, and oh, actually, I just want to be Andrew. I want to be time stop, add green, and give it the uh, the Urza effect, like the uh, the untap that oh, many God. lands effect. <laughs> yeah. So basically, just mix uh, Time Stop and Seaborn Muse and give me that as a card. <laughs> okay. So I can just uh, end everyone's turn indefinitely. That mm. sounds good, right? No. That's fair. That, that sounds yeah, amazingly fair. How much How much mana would you pay and in what colors for a card that says skip your draw step if you don't know the rest of it? Like, what do you think the rest of it would be and what colors do you think the card should be? Well, now we're moving into Not our next topic. Um, skip this your is, draw This okay. was his wonderful transition, by the way. Our notes like notorious like skip your draw step is a notorious phrase like like necropotence necropotence uh, yogmoths there's will or bargain bargain, bargain. I was gonna there's say there's one cool. other one that's awful like Colfiner's plans or something like that Colfiner's plans isn't awful though I played against decks that like can abuse it but it's awful from a competitive viewpoint and like Maryland of the Morn song oh. but like for the most part that's completely broken. <laughs> Like, skipping your draw step is yeah. too good. Because if you're skipping the most, and probably the most outside of your untap step, the most important step in your game of magic, in the game of magic, how are you going to win? Yeah. <laughs> and that card better provide a way to Like, win. that, if you couldn't draw cards outside of a ways to, like, if it says you can't, your opening seven would be all you got, there'd be no point in playing. Yeah. Because like, you wouldn't be able to see the yeah. le- reverse. So it has to be something busted. So we're talking about the product that got previewed. And you can't see all of the cards, but in the red, white, black deck, or the green, black, blue? Green, black, blue. 
Yeah, green, black, blue. There's a card. It's a weird color combination to have skip your draw. That visibly says skip your draw step. And it's a creature. It's a legendary creature. So we're trying to think of what a, a Maryland of the Morning Sun effect in green, black, blue. It could could it be like a a personal horn of greed in those colors? Yeah. Like whenever you play a land, you draw a card. Or whenever a land comes into play under your control. Yeah. That'd, uh, be, that'd be interesting. You'd have to build a really heavily landed deck. Like I don't know what or when. Like, is there a whenever a creature comes into play under your control, draw a card? Super draw step whenever you play a creature. Glimpse of nature. But it'd skip your draw step. Like glimpse of nature, skip your draw step. I'm trying to think of something that, that, that combines green, black, and blue. Like, the green and blue... We don't... Oh, no, it is It is all three colors. Because yeah. they're also... Yeah, all three of them. Are. There's going to be three new, two new commanders for each wedge. Yeah. I mean, it could be, like, whenever a creature comes into play or dies, draw a card. That would be ridiculous, but... At least I feel like that would be ridiculous. Secure know. Tribe Elder, stack Secure Tribe Elder. Whoa. <laughs> Regrow Secure Tribe Elder, Blake Secure Tribe Elder. I'm just trying to think of, like, what it... Like to skip your draw step. Ugh. <laughs> well, the other one in the in the in the uh, red, white, and blue one. There's a what was the skip your draw step? Oh, Minotaur everything. Monk. Minotaur Monk. It looks like a goat. It's so awesome. But yeah, we. I mean, there's obviously we're not. We don't know, but I I want all of these products when they come out. Yeah, I want them all. I want them bad. I might just save up a few some money from a few paychecks because I don't want to spend 150. Like, I'm going to Walmart, because they don't come out the day. Walmart, like, doesn't get things immediately. No. But I'm not going to, to like, no offense to our local store or anything, I'm not going there. They're very expensive. Because yeah, because if they one of them, if, if, like, let's say, like, one of them has a soul ring in it, and the rest, the rest don't for some reason, that it's going to be, be worth more. Bucks. Yeah, it's going to be worth 50 bucks. If one of, like, if they have obscene good cards, like, they've already said there won't be vintage and legacy staples in it, but there's cards that are just expensive for no reason. Yeah. Like, sort of playing nice is 50 bucks now. It's played, well, it's a legacy staple now, I guess, but yeah. still. But, like... I'm trying to think of a good example, like, uh, doubling season is, uh, blue-black mill 10, uh, glimpse of thinkable, like, obscene price, no reason why, no one, uh, like, casual, casual, yeah, but glimpse of thinkable, glimpse of thinkable wasn't dredged for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because they would do it to themselves. Yeah, target me. <laughs> target me, I dredge. Yeah, I mill 10. I mill 10. I have no cards in my library, I win. Yeah. How? Well, because I do. But yeah, I um, mean... They've, they've said that legacy staples aren't going to be in there, vintage staples aren't going to be in there. But you're right, like any local game store is going to jack up the price. Yeah. Whereas they, uh, like a Walmart or Target, it doesn't yeah, do that. They also didn't re- like they also okay. know that they can. They know they can because people will buy them. Like I'm all, I'm all, I will only buy singles from my local store. I don't go, I don't go to big name stores online because I look like, like yes, they're a little bit more pricey. But I'd rather support that store because for the longer it's open, the more I, I have room to play Magic. But like I don't, I do not. If I can go get something for lesser value at a brand, like a retail store, I'm gonna go do that. It's really like a sealed yeah. product, yeah. A sealed yeah, product. Yeah, like I'm not, sealed. I'm not. It, it, let's say if from the vault is sold and like Target, I would never, I wouldn't spend a hundred dollars on it. No, no, no one would. I would buy them for a hundred. I would buy them for thirty, and then I would sell them for sixty. But they wouldn't be. You yeah, couldn't sell yeah, them for sixty. Yeah. They're sold. So that's a bit moody. Yeah. But like, I agree. I understand. Like. The, the from the vault, like the from the vault legends, is going to be okay. so obnoxious in price. The arch, the arch enemy one, like they were, they would sell certain arch enemy decks that had better cards in there for more money. When I could just go to Walmart, yeah, and, and buy it for twenty bucks regardless. Yeah, and like the reasoning behind it is like, well, that one might be twenty five dollars, you know, the one you want, but the one you don't want is twelve here. But yeah. I don't want that one. I right. want the one that's twenty five. I'm not going to spend. 
granted it's five dollars or ten dollars, I'm not going to spend that money on that product. Yeah. I want to go get the actual. And then I'll price. go spend the five dollars on a single that I want. Yeah. At the, at the cart. Or choco tacos. Or choco. Or choco tacos in the store. So who cares? I can't do it right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's so upsetting. Basically, it's just. I'm excited. I'm not excited for the fact that I'll have to take my business elsewhere. Like, I'm actually, like, I don't like going other places to buy magic. Oh, neither do I. Like, but I'm going to, if, if they're going to be more expensive, for no reason, I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. And or I, for no reason. I no reason. Like, it is for no reason, though. Because, like. Other than the fact that people It's business practice. It's, it's business not, practice, it's, yeah. It's but, no reason for us. It's a, There's a reason yeah. for them, because people will buy them for that price. Despite the fact they could just go to fucking Target. Yeah. No one, Okay. Everyone's like, oh, uh, there's ne- they're never at Walmart. Well, don't go to Walmart to get them. Walmart, because people know where the card section in Walmart is. Yeah. No one knows. I used to work at Target. No one knows where it's at. Like, when we got Elspeth versus Tezzeret, we only got, like, four copies on our first shipment mm-hmm. at, at Target. And everyone would come in. <laughs> I can't find the card section. And I hid one in the back. I hid one because I had to buy it. But Dirty scoundrel. But I would point it out. Like, I never knew that was over there. Because, like, we would sell those two packs. With, like, Ravnica packs in them and yeah. stuff, and, like... There are some ridiculous packs at the big yeah. box stores, like... Yeah. The, didn't you buy, like, the Elvis Champion? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I bought um, one of those two packs that comes with eight random cards. Three of them were foil Elvis Champions, and five of them were foil Thorn Elementals. So, from seven, the 7th seven edition promo, and then I don't know what the Elvis Champion was from. I don't know. But, uh... And if the, the, those, those Elvis Champions, I looked up, they were worth, like, two fifty. <laughs> so I opened, like... Seven dollars, and I spent six dollars, and my packs were pretty decent too. There's, there's also like the opposite that happens. People don't yeah. like, just get like lands. They are no, no. I've opened one of them and gotten six pacifisms and two crown of ascensions. Oh, so it you can get really like. I've also opened one with a uh, eight, uh, seven retaliator griffin, seven foil retaliator griffin. The promo. <laughs> <laughs> I flipped it and I felt the card. I was like, oh, I got a foil on these random cards. That's cool. And I turned them over, it was seven foil retaliator griffin, and then one of the promo thorn elementals. I'm sorry, one of the Bryans. The Brian. Okay, it was yeah, the, yeah. The, the target so they're trying to promote in retail stores. But I saw someone open one of those six card packs on YouTube. Yeah. And normally those six card packs are notorious for having garbage in them. Yeah. He opened a um I think it was a foil Sangromancer. Yeah. A foil rare and a Tezzeret. <laughs> in his pack. And that's like out of there there's very little possibility. Well, what it is packs. is like it's the print run, but it's, like, you could get six commons. You could get the three common, three uncommons, or you could get, like, the two uncommon or rare and five commons. Yeah. Mostly, though, you won't get a rare. No, no, no. You no, won't no. get a rare just because you're going to get six combinations of commons and uncommons. Yeah. So. You're more likely to just not get yeah. it at all. You um, have to get a case to get anything good. A case of six card packs. <laughs> you get one of those, like, little funnel hopper things that they come in at the... Oh, those things are awful. <laughs> but... Yeah, like I said though, I won't I won't be paying more than thirty dollars for these. So <laughs> yeah, I still like I want them terribly though. Yeah, I want the Oros one, the, the or the whatever. Red, yeah, the red white black one. Just I like. really want the green blue black and the red white blue. Like I said, I want a red white blue generally. But. I want to see a new cardboard. That's Speaking of new cardboard, that was a great transition, Patrick. You're welcome. <laughs> Andrew cringes whenever I segue. What's wrong, Andrew? Why do you hate me? Because that was Because he doesn't like oh, okay. segways. So there were some they have spo- two wheels on them. And I'm going to just move on. Okay. <laughs> so there were some new spoilers that were not, they're not 100% confirmed, but they look very real. Yeah. So, <laughs> they're 100% confirmed for us. Yeah. Uh, 
Minus me, because I want them to be an April Fool's yeah. joke so badly. They came out in Japanese, I believe, and there was... There was a few effects. Yeah, they're they're actually listed under the spoiler. Like we're all the like like salvation and most sites are just taking them as confirmed. Now we're gonna start out Elish Norn. The, the, they're gonna start out with two of what are going to be the two iconic two of the iconic cards that you're gonna remember from this set. The Praetors. Yeah. Because uh, they're that's a new creature type, Praetor. And so now new, all your changelings are Praetors. All your yeah, but yeah. Not to mention more. not to mention though the fact that they are completely like like they represent Phyrexia now. Because yeah. has never had really had cards that you think, you know, Negator and Dreadnought, but they never had cards that were, like, the leaders, like, like, like the leaders on a level of, like, you've had, like, Gix. Have yeah. You? No. No, there was no, no, a no, Gix no. card. Um, Commander. Uh, there's been a few creature, uh, legendary <laughs> creatures who are associated with Phyrexian, but these are, like, swinging. legit Phyrexian legendary creatures. Yeah. Uh, the new, the first one that we ever got spoiled... And this is, like, a Watsi spoil. Yeah, this was one... By the way, I made the topic on Salvation for this. I spoiled... I, I, I spoiled... I showed everyone the video of Phyre- new Phyrexian being announced, like, ten minutes before midnight. Because it, yeah, it, it came out on YouTube. To it, yeah. yeah. But what happened is, everyone was so busy arguing about Extended that no one paid attention to it. And so I posted on Salvation... And it's like got like 90, view, 90 pages and like three hundred thousand views. It's crazy. Like I know it's no big deal, but it's just crazy. Uh, yeah, the funny part about it though was I posted it and everyone just ignored it on Twitter. I posted, "Oh, new Phyrexia announced," and everyone was so busy arguing that it was just like, granted, only like eighty people follow me. Yeah, but that's still eighty people who know about magic who were just arguing, and they were just like, "Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just gonna ignore it until it's officially announced." And I'm like, "No, it's on YouTube." <laughs> So this is Watsi's YouTube channel. So the first one was Elish Norn Grand Cenobite, and she's okay. I like her. She's just expensive. Yeah, she costs seven mana, five colors, two white, a legendary creature, Predator Mythic. She's got Vigilance, and she gives your creatures plus two plus two, and opponent's creatures minus two minus two, and she's a four seven. So, like, she's cool for tokens. Yeah, I want her to have Infect. Like, I know she's yeah. way too good, but just because it reminds me of Priest of Norn, she wouldn't be way too good. Just. She'd be okay. Yeah, I'm just like I, I don't know. I, I because of Priest of Narn, the the vigilance, the art. I'm they, happy they don't have infect. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes the Praetors better as a cycle. Yeah. Um, the black one might still. The black I think. I think the black one might. I think no. I think the green one might because he just looks like he's like a trampling infector. Yeah. Uh, the red one was um, um, Urabras, yeah. the hidden, and three colors, two red creatures you control have haste. Creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tap, and he's a four four. So he gives himself haste. Yeah. So he's a 4-4 haste that makes all their creatures come to play tapped. It might be cool in EDH. It might be cool casually. There's no competitive desire to play this card for me. No. I'd rather that. just play Hero of Oxid Ridge. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, the whole your, your opponent's creatures coming to play tap is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's And, like, that point. with haste is, is nice. It's I think when you when you saw, when I read this card to you, Pat, you said it was, like, haste and opposite haste. Yeah. Your, opponent, your opponent's creatures get slow. Yeah, yeah. You're comp- yeah it's, like, unhaste. Now, kind of on the on the prayer so I want to. I'm trying to save like the really good cards here. Yeah, we're just gonna go with cycles. Yeah. Um, the chancellors. Yeah. So far, we have chancellor of the furnace and chancellor of the dross. The chancellor of the dross, in my opinion, is awful. Really? Awful. It's a one shot. Okay, if it's in your opening hand, you may reveal it. If you do, it costs seven mana. By the way, for a six six flying lifelink. You may reveal it and target opponent... Sorry, each opponent loses three life. You gain life equal to all the loss, life losses way. Sure, 
I'm going to reveal this on turn 1 in EDH, and then I'm going to go to 49, and then people are going to attack me until I'm back down to... Yeah. Like, yeah. And then a 6-6 six, six lifelink for 7 is awful. And you still have a 7 drop in your hand. Yeah. And you still have a 7 drop in your hand. They need cycling or something. They need to cycle. They need to be cheaper. Uh, he's a, he's not that good. But Chancellor of the Furnace is, I think, on a casual level. Like, competitive, once again, there's no... Just, I don't see this card, and like, wow, I'm going to put that in a deck. That's gonna, that's going to make a deck better. That's cool. Uh, if it's in your yeah, if it's in your opening hand, you put a raging goblin into play, a one one with haste. Yeah. And when he comes into play, you put X one one raging goblins into play, where X is the number of creatures you control. So it could work in like a red green token based strategy, or even red white token based. I like him because he he adds more, but it's not just him. Like, yeah. He gives you more. It's kind of like um yeah, he could, Avengers Endicar. Yeah. It could be a seven seven. Chente, yeah, he could just. I'm oh, sorry, he could just be a five five for seven, or he could be a five five who comes in with four other one ones. So granted, he brings you multiple bodies. Now, that's not like you're. There's no reason you should have X a huge amount of creatures at seven mana in competitive format. No, because even Boros, Bo- yeah, Boros just wants to have like three creatures out. So getting three one, if seven mana, he should have had it. There's no red deck that's going to be slow enough to play this guy in benefit. No. Yeah. When I first read these, I thought it was if they're in your opening hand at the beginning of every upkeep. Yeah. I thought they were up, I'm like, that's obnoxious. At the beginning of each upkeep, you may exile this card from your hand. If you do, you get an emblem with... <laughs> no. <laughs> that would make them good. That would um, make them ridiculous. Uh, let's see if there's anything else I want to hit. Any of the other cards. The other cards are okay. What about Caged Sun? Oh, okay. Sun is nutsos. This this card's gonna come out and be expensive for EDH. Yeah, immediately. Like, it's it's six mana artifact. It's rare. When it enters the battlefield, you choose a color. Creatures you control the chosen color get plus one plus one. Whenever you tap a land for one or more mana of the chosen color, add one um, mana of the chosen color to your mana pool. So it's like what gauntlet of power or might? Power. 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 Might's the red one. Might's the red yeah. one. Gauntlet of power for you. For you, but not only that, they were like, uh, that that effect is pretty good at five mana, but that's everybody. So we'll just make it cost one more now. And it'll be just you though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's make this a lot better. That's that's cool. Like it's cool. It's a fantastic. I'm gonna put it in most decks I own. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like for for as many as I can get, because it's gonna come out and immediately be like seven. The foil is gonna be like, the foil is gonna be like twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, these are really just baseless assumptions, yeah. but it, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Like a foil uh, Mirari's Lake is like twenty, right. and it costs like four dollars normally. No, Man Reflection went from when we moved here. Man Reflection was a quarter. Mm-hmm. It's like five dollars yeah. or four dollars now. Uh, there's a living weapon, Scream Whip, which is Nightmare Last with Living Weapon, and you can pay. Oh, we didn't get this is yeah, the new. This is, this is new, uh, the new, new. The new effect is Phyrexian Mana, which looks terrible. I'm not gonna lie, the symbols make me want to throw up. <laughs> They're like Phyrexian symbols, colored like the ones got like seafoam green around it and like baby blue <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Andrew really doesn't like Phyrexian. Yeah. It's, it's one of the five colors of magic, but instead of having the the actual mana symbol, it's the color with the Phyrexian symbol over it, the phi or whatever, yeah. the Greek letter. So you can either pay that color mana or two mm-hmm. life yeah, per symbol. Yeah. So like the, the Scream Whip is living weapon equipped for Black Rexian, Black Rexian. Um, and Cook Creature gets plus one, plus one for a swampy control. So you can either move it for four life or two black. Or a black into, like, any combination there. And, uh, Wizards is really, really trying to push mono black. Yeah, like, that's what I've been over Yeah, they, they... That and the other guy. Yeah, the other guy, which we're going to talk about, who's obscene. <laughs> now, I'm glad we don't have a dedicated Skitherix player who we play with. Because his deck just got a bunch... Uh, the fact that he... Ne- to fact. To facto. To facto. The, the fact that he now has... The, the, the Skitherix player has another Nightmare Lash. Yeah. Is another one-shot. It's another pay-for-life-equip one-shot you. Pay... It's like Hatred. 
pay for life, equip him again. Attack. My, nah. my Azusa right now is playing Skitherix and sliding around the table. <laughs> but. Um, while we're on the subject of Phyrexian Man, I do want to talk about Hex Parasite. Okay. Or did you want to save it? Because it's, I already brought it up, oh, so sorry. no. It's, uh, no. too late. It's a 1-1 one, one for 1 artifact creature insect. It's colorless mana. Its ability is X and then Black Rexian. Uh, target a permanent. Remove up to X charge counters from that permanent. It, the card name gets plus one plus zero. Counters, not charge counters. X, of uh, any X counters. Yeah. Sorry, I read charge counters. Yeah. Yeah. Remove up to X counters from that permanent. Card name gets plus one plus zero until end of turn for each counter. Remove this way. Um, it kills planeswalkers. Yeah. Like yeah, that's the yeah, biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. And they can be played dudes. in any deck. Yeah, it's colorless to play, and then you just pay two life to kill planeswalkers. Like I almost could see it as like I don't. I've never played the deck, but if that dump the dump truck Jumanji deck, the green white uh, Jumanji deck has issues with, I've never played the deck. Yeah. So if it has issues with planeswalkers. This card is just pay two life, uh, pay three mana, kill a Jace that just brainstormed. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's, and it doesn't tap. Like, you can yeah. do it multiple times a turn. Yeah. You can kill and it. you can trinket mage for it. And it also, like, it doesn't get owned by Gideon. No. It actually completely kills Gideon. Yeah. Uh, pay two life, pay four mana, remove four counters from Gideon. This becomes a 5-1. Deal five damage to Gideon. <laughs> kill Gideon. <laughs> kill Gideon. <laughs> now, the reason I don't think is he's as great as everyone says he is, like, he's, he's very good. But the reason he, is he's a 1-1, one, one and he only gets plus 1, plus 0. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can just... But he's not going to, like, be this huge... People have this idea that he's going to be this huge aggro machine, especially if they play uh, Gideon. No, I don't yeah. think that. I just think he's going to be a way to deal with Yeah, like, people are like, oh, he's going to attack for 6 because they have a Jace on 5. No, he's going to attack for 0 because he's going to get blocked by a Squadron Hog. Yeah. He's going yeah. to get blocked by a 1-1. One, one. You, you only... He, he could, he could essentially be a non-creature. Yeah. Like, he's awesome because he killed the friggin' Jace. For one, for one mana, two life, and however much you paid excess. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, the main reason, he'll be good on an empty board, but like, I don't see a deck that wants to have an empty board and then play this guy. Yeah. Like, you don't want to go Wrath, Hex, Parasite. You want Wrath into like, Vengevine or Titan, you know? Something that has haste or something that's gonna impact the board. Uh, the the Phyrexian mana, we've got the Spawning Shell, which I don't like. I think it's, it's just so strange. It's a, it it's a colored artifact, I, I guess. We don't know. We don't know the rules for Phyrexian mana yet. Yeah. So it's three and a Phyrexian green. So every color is getting Phyrexian mana, it seems. Um, one Phyrexian green tap, sack a creature. Search your library for a creature with converted mana cost equal to the sacrifice creature's converted mana cost plus one and put it onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. Activate this only when you can activate a sorcery. So it's a very strange survival survival that yeah. puts him into play. But but it's plus one, so you have to have three drops if you have two drops, and yeah. five drops if you have four. I'm drops. sure someone's going to make it work or do try to do something with yeah, it. There's, yeah, there's probably a way to make it broken, or there wants to be a way to make it really interesting. Tap, but the whole like you have to tap it, and you can only use it as a sorcery. Yeah, yeah. If it was pay two sack. Oh, well, no, that would be broken. That would just be a chain. Yeah. yeah. That would just chain into the broken. But, yeah, but you could... <laughs> I could get all like, of your servitors in play. Like, if you pay two, if you pay two tap as an instant, because that would be, that would be interesting. Because then I could get... That adds more to the game, I think. Out of sorcery, yeah. there's nothing you're going to get where you're like, yeah. Watch, we're going to be proven wrong, and this is going to be like... The most busted yeah, card. It's going to be so. some, like, yeah. Patch Haven's going to break this in two days. He's just, he's going to be on Twitter, no, like, yeah, he's going to just, yeah, broke the format, ripped the card in half. Yeah. Uh, there's one card I want to talk about that's red that I think is really good, and it's not the one that removes a land. It's the Scrap Metal Fiend. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but this guy feels really good. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a red one red mana rare. Just comp- red mana symbol. Star awesome. star, and his power his stars are equal to the number of artifact cards in all graveyards. 
I don't know. That just seems like it seems like it could e- be good. Eternal format, good. Yeah, like that seems good. It seems like good in like legacy. Uh, affinity. Uh, affinity. Oh, okay. But like it seems it's good not, in EDH. It seems it seems okay in EDH. Yeah, like it's not a lot great. Of people people have talked about putting it in um Club All the Red. Yeah, I can see it there. Yeah, but there it's okay. Like it, it it's it needs it's, haste. If like, it feels oh, so but greedy it saying hate, that, it'd be haste to be busted. I think. Yeah, if it had haste, you could be like hermit druid and mill myself to death, play it, attack her game. Yeah, I don't know why that was my that was my combo combo for it. But oh, speaking of combos, we need to talk about um, species transplantation. Yeah. The there's an infinite combo in standard. There will be. Yeah, Yay. turn timber ranger and species transplantation naming allies makes all your wolf creatures uh, wolf allies. So they trigger. So you play turn timber ranger. He comes into play. He makes a wolf. That wolf is an ally. So he triggers. So he makes a wolf. But if you don't have haste, like you just get an arbitrarily large okay. Granted, number. like if you had a like an Akum battle, or if you okay, if you had other allies, you have other yeah. allies out yeah. who get bo- who get bonuses who become infinite infinite infinites. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> but or I think like the black guy that deals one damage, you win. I think this this deck actually is going to be somewhat not like a crazy good deck, but I think it could be viable. Yeah. With Fauna like, Shamans. And then you get to run like one of like I would run a one of Draypelt Hunter because he has trample. So he's not gonna get chump locked. He's not gonna get squadron hocked. Squadron hocked, yeah. That's what it's called now. Like it's gonna be a little slower, but if you get like if we get like in a dream world where you get to go green blue, you're going turn two Harabaz Druid, turn three Dwari, Shapeshifter, your Harabaz Druid, tap for pass, <laughs> play your transplantation. Yeah. You naming tap, ally. You have to tap to pass? Man, that no. sucks. <laughs> no, this, deck, this deck is terrible. Granted, like, it's just two cards. So you don't need all these other cards. But it, it, it feels like a, a decent enough combo. Is there any card in standard now that, like, when a creature comes into play, do X? Is there, like, a pandemonium type effect or something like that? I don't think so. Or, like, a sat... I mean, you can't mortipod them all. Because I'm just thinking of a way to throw this combo into a deck where you don't need another ally. You could mortipod them all. If you had hair Yeah, if you had an untapped hair yeah. Uh So it, it's, it's cool that we have a two-card combo. Now, there are two... We, before we get into the two big, big bangers, basically. Big bangers. The big bangers. There's two more cards that we want to talk about. The first is Norn's Annex. Uh... It's the white Rexi- white Rexia, white Rexian, white Rexian. but it costs three and two of the white Rexian mana. It's Rexian, <laughs> a ghostly pl- a ghostly prison that says creatures can't can attack you or planeswalkers you control, unless their controller pays one white uh, white Rexian mana. I don't like it. They, they, for, I know that Trevor likes for it. For each attacking, I, okay, I like it because I don't like it because it's like a good card or it's even a good prison effect. I like the fact that it says they can't attack you or planeswalkers you control. Because I remember, like, Tom likes playing the prison effects. Mm-hmm. And I remember just, he'll, he'll resolve Ghostly Prison, and I'm like, okay, cool, that doesn't do anything because I just want to kill your Jace. Yeah. yeah. Like, or whatever the case may be. So I like how that's a, it's a, it's a nice change to the prison effect, but the whole, like, White Rexy, especially because we play EDH, that's yeah. like, only, the only format we play. Granted, this can be shoved in any deck. If that becomes relevant, mm-hmm. yeah. like, I mean... Two life isn't that big deal. Big what happens if you have Gideon? If you Gideon... They can't attack you. No, 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 no. Like, you get they, 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 they have to pay. No, they don't have to. You can't force anyone to pay something that they can't pay. Like, he does, they don't have... Creatures attack you if able. Yeah. That says creatures can't attack you unless they do something. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So if he gotcha. chooses not to do something... All right, yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to pay... It's a cost yeah. to attack. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I was going to say, if, if you could Gideon them... It is a lock, them. though. Yeah. It's a soft lock. Like, this is my... 
If you could Gideon them into attacking it, but that doesn't work. But still, like, I like the fact that it stops them from attacking Planeswalkers. I mean, one white mana is, like, the, the two things are just so arbitrary. It's either yeah. one white mana or two life, and neither of those are very relevant, at least for the formats we play. Maybe in standard it might be. I play standard I sometimes. Like, once every once every month or so I'll go play standard, but it's just not... I, I'll probably start playing standard again once Jay sleeps. Yeah. Like, I'll probably actively try and make decks. Like, granted, there are going to be more of cards, but it's a Jace-dominated format, and I don't like Stone that. Stoneforge Mystic, too, now. Yeah. But now, the other Mystic's not that hard yeah. to pick up. The other white card, I don't know why I like it so much. It's really just three mana gain ten life, but it's Phyrexian Unlife. Yeah. You don't lose the game for having zero or less life. As long as your life total is zero or less, sources that deal damage to you have infect. Like I said, it's not good. It's three mana gain ten life, but I like it a lot. I don't know why. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird, so it's cool. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. Like, like I said, it's not it's not great. It's not something I'm going to put in on my deck. If Hexpair is like, going to remove counters from you, that'd yeah. be cool, but it can't. Now, the first big boom... The first, the first spoiler that we want to talk about that is just probably nuts, and we may be, I'm probably completely wrong, but I think this card is insane. Like, I am all in on this, on the Phyrexian Canceler boat. Like, if I, I looked at my opening, my opening two in my Texas Hold'em, and I was like, double Phyrexian Canceler, and I went all in. <laughs> so, uh, uh, four black mana. You're not playing this in a not... Yeah, quad black. Yeah, quad black. <laughs> I just heard you say that on avant-card, yeah. like, that's the best way to word it. Quad yeah. black. And you're, you're not playing this... In a non-black deck, unless you're playing Legacy. So, it's Even a four me- quad black, five five trample. That's pretty good anyway, yeah. for a five five trample. Whenever a source deals damage to Phyrexian Canceler, that source's controller <laughs> sacrifices that many permanents. What? <laughs> what? Um, I, I actually, like I said, I told them on the way here that I built a mono-black control deck with this guy in it. And my opponent was playing. He was like, it was online. So my opponent, it was on the um, uh, workstation, uh, Forge, not Forge. It was on workstation because you make your own cards in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my opponent, we agreed to this beforehand. And he was playing like blue eye control, but he had a one of light mind field, and he played it. And I played that guy, <laughs> and he was like, oh, light mind field deals damage to each attacking creature for each creature that's attacking. Yeah. So I was like, attack with my th- my my three three. Uh, I had a sorry, my skin render and my canceler. You sack two permanents. Uh, it was bad. Like he could sack the field though. Yeah. So like that's like I want I want to attack with him and have someone block with negator. <laughs> <laughs> you sack, and just you lose. You, you sack you, you sack ten. Tens? Yeah. Like he's real. I don't know. He costs quad black. I'm I'm more thinking because I want to get into legacy. Really badly. I want to attend legacy tournaments actively. Yeah. Um, it's so expensive. It's so expensive, yeah. but I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of a way I could. But that card seems nuts. Turn yeah. one, uh, Swamp Thought sees you. Untap. Because Dark Ritual is not even restricted. <laughs> Turn two, Swamp. Tap my Swamp. Dark Ritual. Tap my other Swamp. This guy. Next turn, attack you for five. You can block with your one two Tarmogoyf and sack a permanent, or you can take five. And he has trample. Take a pick. Yeah, I like picking. Yeah, and like, okay, untap. You know, uh, swamp him to Turak you, attack you. For, he's such a good. He make. I feel like he makes the mono black deck and legacy almost good. Mm-hmm. Like, 
It's good. It's a, it's it's average now, but I feel like this makes it good. Is um just going back to standard? Is yeah. factory lists are still in, in standard, yeah. right? Because he costs triple black, right? Yeah. The lips though, he, he's just not not good. No, no. I've never tried him. Yeah, he's so. not good. Okay. The ideas you get with him are like, oh, I'll play Dark Silex. And then you're like, why do I even want Dark Silex on the battlefield? Yeah. So, I like, this guy... The canceler does seem ridiculous, though. He seems... I'm not... In standard, he's probably not good. Because all the black finishers they tried promoting outside of Great Titan have been bad. Persecutor was okay. Mm-hmm. Persecutor, Bizarre Trader was cool. Like, but um, Phyrexian Canceler is... In my opinion, in in eternal formats, the real deal. And like you could you could play him and uh, what's the other one the the black black with the sh- the shade and shade, shade? Yeah, yeah like he's real good mono black. Yeah. Like I just I, I really like Cancelor. I don't know how big of a splash we'll see, but like the thing is because he needs a mono black. Like, yeah. You can't play him. In, yeah, not like, even that blade. though. Like, yeah, you're not you're not playing. You can play him. In Legacy, though, in, in a black blue deck. Oh yeah, if you want access, to, yeah. But if you, I know, but if you want access to like brainstorm and stuff, you can play Underground Seas. And if you want to get real desperate, like City of Brass and stuff like that, like you can play this guy yeah. in a black blue deck. And like, you, then you can have access to brainstorm, and you could have. And he's just a really good finisher, I think, in the eternal formats. If he caught, he's not a titan. He doesn't cost six mana, so you're not ever go, not going to cast him. But the fact that you have mana acceleration. In black. You're just so excited. Okay, for on. Let me make sure. Let me be 100. I'm, I'm almost 100 percent sure. You're not gonna. You're not gonna be able to do it. I'm not using the wrong oh. side of the mouse. <laughs> now we're checking to see yeah. just to make sure. You're using the wrong. Okay, you, you got the right side of the mouse Okay. Because I'm. I'm. I, I, I read this. Yes, dark ritual is not banned in legacy. Not even restricted. I don't know why, but I feel like that's important with this card. <laughs> I feel like this guy in turn two is better than most com. Like, okay, yeah. Like the anti cards are banned. Channel, Earthcraft, Gush. Wait, Goblin Recruiter? Four K, Maria. Four K. Well, read it. Read it. Whoa! Yeah. Stack your deck. Yeah. Okay. So we just. <laughs> we just. All stops and read Goblin Recruiter, and we're like, why is a Goblin card banned? And then we read it. So, I didn't. I yeah. skimmed it. Okay, but yeah, so it's not banned. Yeah. I skimmed That's it. That's ridiculous. So I want to. This is the deck I want to make now. Now, the last card. Now, the big, big spoil. Like, the biggest. It's a drop! <laughs> the, one, the one that was released. Yes. Karn the release is a 7 mana Planeswalker. Now, you know you're thinking, 7 mana, he's unplayable. There's no deck that's going to play a 7 mana Planeswalker, right? Except for it's all of colorless. colorless. He is completely colorless. Yeah, except for the fact that it does not cost you a colored mana, Yeah. and the fact that he comes into play with 6 loyalty counters. Yeah, so he comes in at 6. He's plus 4. <laughs> Which is the he, plus, he plus 4. Plus 4. Plus four. Now, because, first of all, it's plus freaking 4. It could be like plus 4 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He plus fours. He plus so fours. Smile at your opponent. Tell them good game. In in standard, you either if if they resolve Karn, you lose. It does not matter because <laughs> um, O Ring is gone. Oh, uh, Spine of Ishtar was like the only Spine of Ishtar. <laughs> you mostly lose. Or Hex Parasite. <laughs> yes, Hex Parasite. <laughs> Often my entire <laughs> turn and all of my life. Yeah, <laughs> but <sighs> Karn like we're not even talking about his ability. We're talking about the fact that he plus fours to ten. Yeah. If if you if your opponent is at fifteen life and Karn is at ten, 
You're not winning. If, you're, if your <laughs> opponent is above eight, not eight life and you're playing aggro and card resolves, mm-hmm. it, with any kind of ramp, like let's say they went turn two Chalice, turn three, I'm really thinking of like a green, blue Jace control deck with this guy. You just like turn one, um, Dragatree Speaker, yeah. turn two over on Battleman. Yeah. Like, you're playing this guy on turn three or four. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And then he goes to ten. And in, in and the target player exiles a card. If you're attacking Karn, you're not winning that game. <laughs> no. If you feel like, because, if you feel like you can't win because Karn, like, most like, most acrobats can't win. Oh, I'm gonna, because the target, okay, his plus four that we're, the abilities, target player exiles a card from his or her hand. Yes, they choose. But. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But you just exile the card from their hand. Yeah. And not only that, you get to target yourself. And, like, it's not even, like, discard a card where you're like, oh, discard a card, and you're like, yeah, discard my Vendrine. No, you exile it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's okay. gone forever. Like, more, more competitive well, players are like, oh, why, if you target yourself, it's not good. Blah, blah, blah. No, no if you great. target yourself, if you it's target amazing. Your, if you target, it's, it's, it's not great, yes, but he goes to ten. Yeah, there is no objective standard outside of Hex Parasite and Hex Mage that defend that. And no one's playing Hex Mage. Hex Mage could go with that yeah. mono black taker target. Yeah. No <laughs> one's playing Hex Mage. Yeah. So, ten loyalty counters. Gideon at eight. Okay. Yeah, Gideon, Gideon at eight is hard, hard to kill. Gideon at eight normally goes down to four. Karn at ten <laughs> well, goes down goes, to six. And, and then he goes back up to ten. And any color can play. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody... Everybody, we still have two gonna, abilities left yeah, to talk about. People like, are going to play Karn to kill Karn. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. He's not worth $50, which is what he's pre-ordering for. Yeah, no. He's not worth... Uh, he's not going to be an amazing card. He's a good card in the right deck. Now... His minus three is exile target permanent, which is like vindicate on crack. I would say strictly better vindicate. But what if I wanted to vindicate my own thing? <laughs> if I want to vindicate my own things for benefit, <laughs> if my opponent has mind slaver, <laughs> they can exile Karn. Uh, yeah, he's channeling Trevor here <laughs> yeah. because Trevor likes to be devil's advocate for everything. So it's it's, it's nearly strictly better. Than near, it's, 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 it's his mind okay. I'm gonna go. It's, not strictly, but it's better than Spider Vish, so it's a double. It's two of them. It doesn't return to your hand, but it does, it exiles them mm. forever. Well it's, not be- well, it's not strictly better, though, because you yeah. can't stack them to card yeah. anymore. Yeah, but you could if, they, if all permanents were artifacts. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> it's if all permanents were artifacts, and uh, all mana Okay, okay, okay. Back on, back on, back on, a little bit more on track. We're, we're so, towards the end of this, that's why. Yeah, yeah minus three exile permanent. No, it was minus 14. <laughs> you guys like, do you guys like it when Shazarad resolves? <laughs> yeah. Because this is what it's gonna, this is what's gonna happen. The deck I'm imagining in my head is green, blue, play a 30 minute game one, then bring in Fogs and Haze Fogs, <laughs> and then, because his ultimate is set aside all non or permanents exiled with Karn. Then, restart the game. What does that even mean? <laughs> Okay, I know what restarting the game means. Does it mean everyone goes to seven cards and you shuffle all permanents and you go back to 20 life? And you shuffle all cards exiled except with Karn back into decks. Yeah. Like, no one has poison counters. What happens to Karn? (laughs) Yeah. Karn? Karn is... What happens if Karn is on 18 and then does his minus 14? He can reshuffle back in. You can chaos confetti Karn. And then rip Karn into pieces, put him in okay, his sleeve. This is, and this is why I think that Watsi is playing the biggest <laughs> April Fool's joke on us ever, because 
the, that that ability is just so stupid. We, yeah, we didn't even finish the last line. We, yeah. we haven't finished His last yet. line is then you put all cards set aside this way onto the battlefield under your control. No. So the exiled cards that you that Karn, the cards that Karn exiled get get. I can't say the sentence. Come into play under your ability. Like so, yeah, that's awesome. Even like yeah, even people, it's like, a forest. People, <laughs> people, are, people like what if they just exile a land? Who cares? <laughs> you restarted the game and you're one land ahead. Yeah, yeah you're or one what, land ahead and they're one land behind from their deck. Yeah, and like not only that, they don't get, they don't. Okay, they exile spells. You don't get the spells, but like now they don't get the spells either. Yeah, or like. Targeting yourself is not the worst. No, because if you if you know you can restart the game, targeting like, okay. yourself means oh, I get my I get my warm coil engine. Okay, here's what happens. Place. Here's what happens in my theoretical green blue deck that I made, by the way, guys. Okay. Okay. So my plus four, I plus four them first. Mm-hmm. Then I can decide if I target myself. Is Karn going to go below fourteen? If I look at their board and decide Karn is not going below fourteen, by the board state, then I target myself. I just exiled Living High, but exile <laughs> Jace from my hand. Exile Squadron Hawk. Exile G- Squadron Hawk or Jace. From, no, it's not white, it's green blue. Okay, yeah. Pass. They can't kill Karn. Ultimate Karn. What are you Restart talking about? the game you, you with exile... Jace in play. <laughs> no, you exile Squadron Hawk because your deck is not green or <laughs> it's not white. You're playing Cargo without playing white. Okay. This is how badass you are. Play Jace. Return Jace to the battlefield. Brainstorm? Plus two of you. I think seal you. Like, you can just keep that. This is turn zero. You don't have lands in play. I have Jace. Like, all those theoretical times where you've ever been with your friends, like, what if I started the game with, like, Jace in play? Or, hey, can I start with my general in play? No, but I'll start with Jace in play. (laughs) Just the restart the game thing. The EDH implications of this are, like, astronomical. Restart the game. Everyone doesn't have any general damage anymore. Yeah. So like, so let's okay. turn this two-hour game into a seventeen-hour game. You're never going home ever again. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say this now. Like I've already said it once. I don't know about Trevor and Pat, but I don't feel like this card is awesome, amazing, the best card ever. But he is so resilient, and most of his abilities are relevant. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the exiling card is eh, whatever, but it's plus four. You don't need the ability doesn't need to make sense if it's plus four. Yeah. <laughs> it's plus four could be punch yourself in the face. As long as he had the last two abilities. Yeah. <laughs> Punch yourself in the face. Yeah. Plus so, four. Punch yourself in the face. Yeah. Plus four. April Fools. Minus three. Do whatever he does. Minus fourteen. Restart the game. So, Thank y'all. Yeah, that's just I don't know. It's really good. I love that card. Like yeah. I just I want I want the rules to come out for, for yeah. new Phyrexian, because I want to know if, if Phyrexian mana is colored like yeah. if they're colored artifacts and what restart the game entails. Yeah. I'm st- I'm sticking with the fact that Patrick thinks it's all a joke. No, I think I think that Karn might be real, but I think his abilities are completely a joke. I think it's a complete fallacy. Alright, well that's the cake is I'm gone. really thirsty. <laughs> like <laughs> He's gotten up like six times There's in the hour and a half drink. of this podcast. Yeah. There's nothing to drink. And I want so, a Choco Taco, and I got up to get it and realized I can't eat while we're recording. So I think that's how we're gonna wrap things up, is talking about Karn. Is there anything anyone wants to say? Um if we want to make an email address are we going to make, are we, are we going to have an email because we don't have one yet? We might. Okay, we have this idea of making a like a site for this podcast and for us to just write articles because I like I've told them before I have articles I write I just don't send them to anyone because yeah. I don't I have a bad I don't accept rejection well so 
Aww. Yeah. You would troll your own comment? Yeah, I would troll my own article. So, we want to start something up, but we're not sure the interest level, and if anyone's interested in listening to three guys sit around the kitchen table and talk. Yeah. Like, that, that, especially just about either, just about EDH, which CommanderCast does really well, and I don't want to just be like... Yeah, no. I just, we're also not that focused. Yeah. Yeah. So... We're not, we're, we're no... Yeah, like, CommanderCast is a really cast. good podcast, and I don't want to just be the other, the other EDH podcast... And I also want to make sure people want to hear me talk, me and Trevor, and talk about magic, and Pat sometimes talk about magic. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about whatever the hell yeah. I want, thank you. So, this is mostly, like, if it becomes popular, yeah. We'll this is just us testing the water, we were, really. We were talking about magic? <laughs> Patrick thought we were talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! The whole ah. time. So, oh, I was wondering what so, yeah, we'll make an email, was. and the site thing, I'm, I think we might do anyway. Yeah. That sounds like something that we would enjoy doing. So, yeah, this is something we want to do bigger and better. Like, we want this to become more refined. If, if you want to contact us as of right now, when this goes up, uh, like, we'll tweet it. Yeah. MTG Radio will tweet it, and... Uh, uh, Andrew Holder, add Andrew Holder, Andrew underscore Holder. Uh, I'll get, I'll try and talk Debbie and Brian into posting it up on their, on their... Because I think their fan base will listen to this. I Theoretically. Yeah, theoretically. theoretically. We don't talk about Bukaki. <laughs> oh, yeah. now we did! No, <laughs> until... <laughs> so... The... Game. Okay, so, but yeah, so like, we'll, hit the thing. well, just keep keep up on our on our uh, on our twitters for now, and when we when and if we make the, the we'll probably make the email address. Yeah. We'll let you guys know what it is. This will be up on MTG Cast. Hopefully, if you, is it, is you just send it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can talk. To, I can talk to Papa Bear, and we can get the thing. Okay. So, so uh, uh, alright guys, uh, that was fun, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to me and Trevor, and sometimes Pat. And me, <laughs> Trevor sometimes. And so, uh, so, so, yay! Alright, you guys... Hey, I'm talking now. I have a sign-off for Covenant of Minds. Yeah. Like, uh, I hope you enjoyed having a little dip into our knowledge pool. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah! I hope you enjoyed having a dip into our knowledge pool. <laughs> this is Andrew. And Trevor. And Patrick. Uh, Sometimes. Uh, live long and prosper. <laughs> and thanks for tuning in. Meowing. <laughs>